Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Conferred Culture, brought to you by Timotheries, the podcast where we talk about the topics that many of us are passionate about. I'm your host, Chris Murphy, and this week I'm joined by... Mike! And there's a very good reason why I got Mike with me this week, and because in this episode, we're going to be talking about something that Mike has tried to get me to watch for a while, and I only just did it recently. Uh, We're going to talk about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but we're going to do a little bit uh, different... Uh, I just watched the first two episodes. I made some notes, and uh, I I have the the episode kind of synopsis here. And I'm going to be just kind of as we go through, just making some comments and stuff like that. So hopefully it works out. If it's a format that works out, um, we'll continue doing episodes here and there uh, on this because <clears throat> I will make fun of this, but I was entertained, and I probably will come back to it because it, it seemed like I said. I was entertained and and it's fun. So <laughs> it's it's definitely one of those shows that like, like I'm not usually, this is going to sound sad in like some ways, but it's like, I'm not really passionate. I guess you could say about like certain shows out there, but for when it comes to Jojo's, <laughs> I'm passionate. Like, <laughs> to like, like as soon as somebody goes, I'm looking for a new anime. I'm like, yo, okay, sit down. Let me tell you about the <laughs> Star family. Let's go. <laughs> like, yep, let's go. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, and you, you have talked about this show on a number of episodes and yep. been trying to get me to watch it forever. Maybe. Maybe. Possibly. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Once or twice if you've listened to past episodes, I think. A handful of times, Maybe. Maybe. And that's just like on the the episodes alone, like an actual life. <laughs> How dare you, sir? <laughs> well, you know, I, I did recently watch Cowboy Bebop all the way through and I'm all caught up on Attack on Titan. So I've been dipping my toes into the anime waters. Uh, not that I didn't before. I do really like Princess Mononoke and I recommend that movie because it's really, really good. But mm. kind of like dipping my toes into the anime waters and it's like the honest trailer said about cowboy bebop it's like your gateway to the hardcore stuff (laughs) so that's a phenomenal that's a phenomenal honest trailer anyway so i get the episode summary up in front of me here so uh yeah so like in the year 1868 uh, there's a carriage carrying a couple and the baby son's falling off a cliff and there's a, like, it's downpouring and like a thief named Dario Brando and his companion. I didn't even know he had somebody with him. I think it was like his wife. Yeah. It was like decide, his wife at the time. Yeah. They decide to steal whatever valuables are on the corpses first leaving an ugly looking stone mask. So the couple of notes that I have from this is we begin by attempted robbery of the dead. <laughs> And, and and then I go into gee, I wonder if that mask has some significant later significance later. Hmm. Not it doesn't look evil at all. At all. Like, hmm. Whatever could this lead to later on? <clears throat> the gentleman George so he that uh, so like yeah, Dario Brando saves him and then the gentleman George Joestar with a funky looking mustache. And his baby son survived, but the wife has died. I thought they both did at first. And I'm like, where's the son come in? But uh, apparently I missed that part. But uh, so <clears throat> he he thought that the Jerry would come to save him, which I mean, he's like an evil looking guy. So it's not like you couldn't tell he had nefarious intentions. But and and so he offers them 
him the right to do him a favor to ask for his help, and then he accepts. It's like fast forward. What's that? Sorry. Sorry, I was just like just about to like. Yeah, sorry, to interrupting. When it's like no, no, it's all good. I'm always every time I see like when I was like kind of like going over that scene again just to like prepare for this to prepare mm-hmm. for this episode. One of the things I always think about, like, what kind of asshole doesn't actually check to see if the guy's alive? (laughs) (laughs) This asshole, because, wow, he's a piece of work, eh? Just goes right to the grave robbing, and you're just like, okay, okay, I want to see where this goes, though. Yep. Yep, indeed. So, we fast forward 12 years later, and... Uh, George Joshar is looking up from his balcony the son who's grown to a young boy over the course of the years. I su- I guess he's 12. And then mean, and then they juxtapose that within the slums. Um, Dario and his son Dio uh, are, they don't have a great relationship and Dario's an alcoholic and uh, tells him, you know, hucks a bottle at him, tells him to go get some booze. Father of the year. <clears throat> oh yeah, totally follow it, father of the year. Somewhere in the slums, Dio plays a game of chess with a rough-looking man for food, I think. I don't know if it was for coin because he had some food. And then Dio wins and asks him for money. Uh, but the guy drops money on the table and pushes his, his table into the food. So uh, what I had for this, so both characters have big-time daddy issues. <laughs> and um, giant Japanese, I know this, this, this is a running theme, giant Japanese font. Like, randomly. Like in the middle of the screen, for some reason, like when somebody does something, um, like gets in a fight or throws a punch, it's like these giant Japanese letters. And I'm like, the first time I saw it, it totally caught me by surprise. But then I started looking for it later on in the episode. Well, it's um, it's it's definitely in, in this. Uh, I think in this series, it becomes a lot more prevalent. You'll see um the more prevalent. Yeah. Wait, oh no. <laughs> wait until you meet like wait until you get to like seasons like you know, two and two and three where you see them a lot more. And a lot oh, wow. of times um when you see the uh the, the the cool thing about this is that um when you see like the black and purple, I think it's like black and purple like uh kanji that shows mm-hmm. up, it usually mm-hmm. just signifies like something foreboding this way comes it's essentially how i describe it <laughs> it's like yeah i'm it's one of the I, I, that um jojo really well known for yeah that's that's fair and uh yeah and i mean yeah i have some notes on that later on <laughs> <laughs> Uh, continuing in another area, two kids are bullying a small girl named Arena Pendleton. I guess I didn't catch her last name. I didn't even catch her first name until later on in the episode. Yeah. They were taking her doll. Jonathan intervenes and help the, helps the girl, uh, and he gets beaten up by the bullies. He's able to get the doll back. Uh, Arena attempts to thank him, but he refuses, claiming that he did not help her for her gratitude, but rather because he is training to become a true gentleman, one who could help those in need. And then he runs off, but inadvertently leaves his handkerchief on which Arena can read his name. Jojo's a bit of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> that that is that that is the takeaway from the scene for me. Like seriously, man. He want he's trying to be chivalrous, Christ, yeah, the yep. way possible. Yes, I'm not here to help you for your gratitude. I'm becoming a gentleman. Could yeah. you be any more of an asshole? 
Uh, anyway, Dario on his deathbed tells Dio the favor George owes him, hands him a letter, tells him to go to the Joe Star Mansion so he'd be raised in better conditions. Like the one good thing he does for him. What? Not long afterward, Dario dies and is buried, and Dio briefly stands in front of his grave, says goodbye, and spits on it. Not that I blame him. Again, father of the year, right? Nope. Daddy issues. 100%. And then he promises to exploit the Joe Stars. And then soon after that, he arrives at the Joe Star Mansion, mansion and meets Jonathan. The note I had here is no one would ever exit a carriage that way ever. <laughs> the way he he jumps and does a ser- superhero landing out of a carriage. I'm like, listen, <laughs> what Dio does <laughs> to make to make like a good impression is what is his business, man. That's right. Like, who am I to judge? Like he. It's just it's just Dio though. It's one of those things where it's like every time he gets like screen time, he chews it up. And oh, I know, like, I know, and that's so why he's <laughs> he, he's great. Like honestly, Dio is pretty great. Mm-hmm. So he he's just like delicious. I'll get to the evilness again nope. in some oh, of yeah. my other notes. Go, oh yeah. Uh, so uh, he arrives. He meets uh, Jonathan. Jonathan's dog Danny comes running towards them, but with uh, without a thought, uh, Dio knees Danny in the jaw because he's a dick. <laughs> At least he's honest about it, though. <laughs> Which gets on Jonathan's nerves. Dio then thinks to himself he must now destroy Jonathan mentally mentally in order to gain the Joe Star's wealth. Dio proceeds to bully Jonathan and assert his domination over them. So uh, the notes I have on this one are um, uh, so he's so Jojo's training to become a gentleman. I'm like, I was hoping for a training montage. I didn't get it, unfortunately. Um <clears throat> Uh, more ja- giant Japanese font again, because like you said, when some, when something happens, um, and do you hate dogs? My kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yo, oh. oh, yeah. Like, we're, yeah, no, we're, we're, we're getting there. <laughs> we are getting there. Yep. Yes, we are. <clears throat> Can't wait. Since then, Dio tries to completely destroy Jonathan's social life at home. He's gained George's favor as he not only has better marks than Jonathan, but he shows much better table manners than him. And then during a local boxing match, Jonathan has to fight. Dio demonstrates superior fighting skill and manages to sneakily stick his thumb in Jonathan's eye. Then Jonathan is defeated and Dio uses his uh, popularity... Do you use the popularity of the victory gives him telling everybody that Jonathan will wrap them up, which everybody believes without question. Yep. I just I would just like to to bring up because it's Dio. <laughs> I would believe. Yes. <laughs> Good point. The note I had on this one was was Jojo's dad's an asshole. Yep. Yep. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh Ah, since then, nobody in the area includes Jonathan in their activities due to him being a little t- a tattletale. However, he meets up with Arena again to quickly become friends and eventually start going out. At one point, Jonathan ca- uh, carves his and her name into a tree. Dio finds out about his relationship, uh, and as Arena is walking home one day, Dio appears and forcibly kisses her, knowing full well he had stolen Arena's first kiss from Jonathan. Later on, Jonathan finds out about this from Dio's peers and runs to the mansion to confront him. I have some strong feelings on this. Um, <clears throat> first of all, I had some notes about the fight. Yep. Um, the great, the, the great anime trope of inner monologuing <laughs> <laughs> what you're going to do to a person. I will, I'm going to thumb him in the eye now and thumbs him in the eye. Yep. 
uh, trash talking during fights, which is great. You can't beat me. And like, he doesn't beat him. Um, Surprise. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, I, I also have uh, Damn you, Dio. Uh, Jojo has graduated to whiny dick. He's not just a dick. Now he's a whiny dick. Oh, yeah. Um, seriously, what is it with these fonts? But we totally discussed that already. Um, and how to make a guy evil 101. Have him forcibly kiss Jojo's girlfriend, who he totally doesn't deserve, by the way. But And then smack her around. Dude's evil. Yeah. Like, something that I and, and something that I just noticed, um, they change background colors randomly a lot too. Well, maybe not randomly, but like they do that a lot too with interesting choices for the background. They, they definitely do it on. It's definitely on purpose. Um, and, and you'll see this more as you go along. Um, it's to like it's it's to kind of heighten the tension. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they is especially when the color swap and they and they. For the first season, it's like okay, but then when you get to like the later seasons, mm-hmm. it, re- it actually helps the viewing experience a lot. I think they, I think they do like a really good job. And I always thought that, like when they do the color swaps in this show, I always thought it's like it's just really cool. Um, it makes it adds a lot more style to it, and like to me anyway, it does. I I do feel like there is. So, like it does some add form does add some form of attention to what's happening in the scene. Fair enough. Yeah. That makes sense. Also like meme of the century <clears throat> when, um, when Dio kisses arena and it's like, <laughs> you thought your first kiss was going to be with Joseph, but it was I Dio. That is like for, for anybody that, um, for anybody that doesn't know about like the like, uh, any, like the classic memes, like this is the quintessential JoJo meme that it is that every like every single JoJo fan. It was I. <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. Like, and that that pretty much goes with almost everything, right? Like, you thought you thought <laughs> you thought um, uh, Hillary was gonna win, but it was I, like Donald or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I didn't know that existed, but that is amazing. Yeah. I my other comment about this was: Wait, how is everything ruined with your girlfriend again, JoJo? Because another guy forced a kiss on her. <laughs> That's kind of sexist. Because Dio beat him to it. Yeah, that's the only reason. You, you sir, are a dick. <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> Jonathan is not is a dick. <laughs> no, he, I'm like, he's the hero, I, I guess. Yep. <laughs> he's the hero <laughs> of the story. And you're supposed to like him. <laughs> so, you yes. trap in everybody. <laughs> uh, yes, indeed. Uh, random observation too. Dio totally in 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 parts in parts of the show. Dio totally sounds like Stewie from Family Guy. Oh, because you're because you're listening to the English dub, hey? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. One of those. It's probably one of those um, animes where you're better off <laughs> doing the subtitles because the guy they got to voice Dio. I'm like, is 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 that Seth MacFarlane? Yeah, I don't yeah. think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I totally it obviously it. isn't, but still. I totally get it. Like, um, it's this is definitely one of those shows, and um, like I don't want to spoil it too much because you're only two episodes in, right? That's right. I'm only yeah, I'm only too deep, man. 
want to spoil it too much, but let's just say it's always like for this one, especially I definitely recommend watch or listening or watching Jojo's with the, with the Japanese dub. It is definitely superior, like in every single way. Um, not to knock the English voice actors. I think they do like a good, like a good job. For the first couple of seasons, it's, yeah, it's 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 decent. Yeah, and like and I'll they do a that. great job in like seasons three and four. But I feel as though with um, when it comes to this one, there there's a reason why I suggest listening to the Japanese dub, and it has to actually do a lot with copyright strikes. So like, um, do you do you ever listen? Do you ever put on the uh, the uh, like the the English subtitles at all? When you're listening, mm, I'm not a big subtitle guy mm-hmm. if they speak speak English. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm just watching on Netflix, so whatever Netflix is giving me, which is the English, I think, um, I think you should be able to flip between the Japanese one because uh, it becomes really important when listening to all of the like all of the character names that you're gonna meet later this season, and okay. um, like and one of the best parts of Jojo is all of like the, like the music references that they make. Mm-hmm. Um, because the creator, Hirohiko Araki, I think that's his name. Um, he was a huge music nerd, like loved rock and roll, loved music from the eighties and nineties. And one of the awesome things that he does for, because he has that love for music is that he actually uses band names as the names of the characters. So Dio is actually yeah. to like, I think it was a heavy metal band. Yep. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a heavy metal, metal band in the eighties. Um, mm-hmm. They're eighties metal. Yep. Yeah. So I've heard of them. Um, you'll, you'll meet some characters and like in the English dub, it'll sound a little off. It, like it might take like a second or a second or two to kind of figure out what re- reference they're making. But, in the Japanese version, they actually say like the band name. <laughs> so like okay, um, and that's because when they were doing the localization for uh, the English dubbing, they actually had like they feared for copyright strikes that were going to be put against the uh, the show. So they had to actually do like workarounds for a lot of like the character names and like music references and stuff. So I see. Yeah, so like definitely, definitely get it if you give it a chance. Um, definitely li- listen to the Japanese dubbing because it actually enhances. The... I'll see if I can if I can do something about that on on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, if I end up downloading it after, I most likely could because th- there's only two seasons of it on Netflix. Uh, three seasons because you have um, Phantom Blood, which is part one. Then it has part two, which is uh, Battle Tendency. And like the, Netflix did this really, really weird thing where they didn't split Battle Tendency and Phantom Blood. So like when you get into Joseph Jones. Oh, I see. Because yeah. it says like season one and season two. That's yep. all it says, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then season two, I think they just called Stardust Crusaders. Uh, but that's actually season three or like part three. I see. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> but there's like an obvious continuity. That you'll see between each of the stories. yeah, I'm 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 sure I will. Yeah. Uh, okay, so back to it. Um, 
So, runs to the mansion to confront Dio. At first, Jonathan cannot beat Dio, but his, his rage allows him to overpower him finally. Because he's, he's, he's ticked off, he beat him to the first kiss, I guess. Yep. And Jonathan gets the upper hand. As Jonathan punches Dio repeatedly, some of Dio's blood sprays onto the stone mask. Oh, no. And, and I had audible gasp, blood on the mask, and inner monologues for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Like, this scene was just essentially, like, Dio just, like, in shock. This scene was the most anime, like, this thing could be. Like, inner monologues, like, taunting each other in battle. Like, um, giant Japanese font everywhere. Like, everything about this was, like, it was like Dragon Ball Z with a knife. Like, that's the best way. (laughs) Yep. Uh yes, so the mask grows gigantic shoulders. What's that? What's that? It's it's like Dragon Ball Z, except the sh- everybody's like shoulders are like fifty times bigger than the <laughs> human. We're, um, yeah, I'm getting to that. Um, so yeah. Uh, anyway, the stone mask grows tentacles, falls, but it falls to the floor. Dio attempts to pull the knife, but uh, George appears, tells him to stop, and sends both to the rooms because like. <laughs> Because, as I said in my notes, Dad's not only an asshole, but an idiot. Yep. Yep, that's that's the entire Joe Star line. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, one of the butlers ignites an incinerator in which there's a large box. Soon after the butler is shocked about it appears to be banging sounds coming from inside the incinerator. Jonathan, who has not been able to talk to Irina all day, um, comes home to find his dog uh, buried. Danny was the one inside the, oh, I guess Danny's name of the dog, inside the box and burned to death. Jonathan, Jonathan instantly thinks of Dio, but there's no proof. Later at night, Dio is seen standing under a streetlight thinking to himself. He realized he had underestimated Jonathan decides to change his tactics. That's the end of an episode. However, I, 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 my, my note for this was, just in case you didn't know Dio was evil, he tosses the dog in the furnace, killing him. In his defense, he is right that dogs do fawn over the unworthy. So <laughs> I thought that was a great quote. He's like, earlier in the episode, I don't like dogs. They fawn over the unworthy. I'm like, you're so right. Nope. <laughs> it's a lie. <laughs> <clears throat> Which paints me as a monster. For those people out there, I'm not a dog person. I don't really like them. They're okay. Um. Uh, to be clear, though, I would not toss one in a furnace. Just, just so we're just so we're clear. Love how you had to preface that, just in case, like that. Just, just in case anybody thinks I'm that much of a monster, I would not throw one in the furnace. Oh man! <clears throat> and then at the end of the episode, the la- very last note I have about this episode is I that that closing theme is legit great. I love that music at the end of the episode. Oh, episode yeah, is fantastic because uh, they play roundabout, right? It's so good. So good. Yep. Oh, it's great. It's it is so great. Wonderful. The music overall, I I do really enjoy um, being an eighties kid. And like I always like looking back, I um I'm always in awe, like that was the first episode. A lot happens. Tons <laughs> happens. Like you just listen to me read it all. I'm like, damn, like <clears throat> I'm like, okay, grave robbing, 12 years, um, fight, they hate each other, dog gets thrown in the furnace. Yep. 
the fist fight. Like, um, that's right. <laughs> like, section mask gets blood on it. We like, see all a, in uh, one one neat twenty minute episode. <laughs> yeah, like twenty four minutes. <laughs> Which is the nice thing actually about this episode, like this show, is that. Um, like even if you don't get sucked in by that first episode and like i i question your humanity if you can't but like <laughs> because it is entertaining uh but uh even if you don't it's 24 minutes out of your life it's really not like if you hate it it's like 24 minutes like really you're not gonna no, miss no. you're really honestly not gonna miss 24 minutes yeah it's not like you know six seven years just waiting and only only until like the eighth and final year you get all worked up and then all of a sudden you find out that the writers kind of just gave up and they (laughs) are you maybe referencing another show that we've talked about in the past i would never what you you think this is do you think this is a game to you christopher that you on your throne thinking that you you know me so well (laughs) it's almost like you're trying to play some sort of game god Damn it! <laughs> we're 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 you you either win or you die. Maybe. <laughs> listen, I, I I don't know. Listen, let maybe. me tell you about JoJo's. JoJo's <laughs> ladder. <laughs> yeah, Why? we will never let Game of Thrones go. We will never let it go. And it's ever. It's gotten to the point like it used to be an important part of me because it was so good, but now and, I've been so like scarred and jaded. <laughs> And now it's dead to me. And uh, as an aside, I, and I've seen this, you know, I've been asked, are you interested in the spinoff series that you're doing? No, no, sir, I am not. Spinoff series? <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. They were going to do two. They were going to do like uh, two prequel series, one set like 10,000 years ago. And the other one, um, which basically they follow the, um, uh, the uh what's her name um the family the uh targaryens that's uh, uh and the targaryen one is the one they picked up oh oh no not like this <laughs> also too um it could it it and i've said this on on a few like <clears throat> youtube videos that i watch or like where they talk about the spinoffs and and i'm like it better be it for me to get sucked back in, it would have to be absolutely amazing because like I do not trust you now. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I do not trust you to deliver. So, oh no, yeah, really but yeah. you know can we, what you can trust to deliver. It's JoJo's bizarre adventure. Hundred percent. Got off track there for a little bit, but <laughs> nice. I like your segue back into it. <laughs> so. Episode two, because at the end of every single episode, just like Attack on Titan, and this is also an anime trope, to be continued. Oh yeah, no, it's like, great. It's like no kidding. Like, There's like two seasons, dude. What Three, like, it's always so like when they do it with the JoJo's, I'm like totally okay with it because they'll do it like it's like this little flashy like arrow, like someone put in like Microsoft like PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is a good. And then roundabout just plays, and you're just like, "All right, I dig it." <laughs> yeah, I dig it. I'm I'm gonna go to the next episode. Episode two. Okay, it's 1888. Apparently, yep. Seven years have passed, which which we get that. I the note I have at the beginning before we even get into it. Great opening theme song too. Love. I'm digging that. Mm-hmm. Starts off right at the beginning to let you know the year that they're in. Jack the Ripper, but like. <laughs> 
there's that's nothing compared to this sibling rivalry and the horrors it will unleash i'm like okay damn all right <laughs> and i also like to point out that's a very comic booky opening version of the opening titles that's very comic booky i thought comic book and manga like the way that they do the animation at the beginning oh for like the opening yeah oh yeah yeah which i enjoyed very very stylistic and um the uh again it's it's one of the like it's one of those things that makes it's one of the things that people always like think about when um when they think of jojo's as a whole like from everything from the style to the music to like the openings are just so memorable and the music mm-hmm. is like the music in each of those openings is just so fun it's yeah it's it's really good it gives you it gives like, yeah, viewers in, like instantly like an idea of what they're in for and you're just like all right i dig it and you're like dancing as you like <laughs> watch the hype unfold in front of you <laughs> indeed uh, seven years have passed. No training montage, though. I'm a little disappointed. That's unfortunate. That's okay. <laughs> you can do training montages, man. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, seven years have passed since Dio came to the Joe Star Mansion. The mysterious Jack the Ripper has begun his murders elsewhere <laughs> because they're like, okay, unrelated to the story in and and all in all ways, but Jack the Ripper, like I said. <laughs> Elsewhere, the battle between Jonathan and Dio begins. A rugby match is occurring at Hugh Hudson Academy. Really? They said the name of the school? All right. And the hero of the team is Jonathan himself. Jonathan runs with the ball in his hands as many other opponents get on top of him. First of all, JoJo's cu- jo- JoJo's cut now. Yo. Damn. Oh. He's like, he is like a head and like the rest of his body is one continuous muscle. It's all muscle. <laughs> It's literally all muscle. If a bicep grew limbs. <laughs> yes, when you told me that, I didn't quite believe you, and I had to Google the picture. And now it's it's really brought across in in seven years later. I'm like, did you do nothing but hit the weights in seven years, dude? Because Jesus Christ. He needs to show that he is better than Dio. <laughs> I see. I see. I also had, of course, he's going to carry five or six guys across the goal line to show he's tough. And then, my bad, he passed it to Dio. Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. Which he's able to score and win the final match before graduation, which he do, does this crazy flip to. I'm like, okay. Sure. <laughs> Dio is, Dio is graduate. So, also another indication that Dio is evil and Johnson's supposed to be a good guy. Dio is graduating the top law student. Well, Jonathan has written a magnificent thesis in the ar- archaeological field yep. because we know that lawyers are evil <laughs> and archaeologists are good, like, you know, Indiana Jones. You're not wrong. <laughs> Jonathan even notices that Dio is referring to George as father instead of Lord Joestar, as he used to call him. While everything seems good on the outside, Jonathan still can't feel any friendship for Dio. In reality, Dio has been acting well just to get through the years before he could be of legal age to gain the fortunes of the Joestars. I wrote, what a great team. I, for some reason, don't see this lasting. And then 30 seconds later, I put in my notebook, I apparently should have put money on it. (laughs) (laughs) And then inner inner monologues again. Yep. Which is also what I noted, because of course, I am just waiting till I'm of age. And I'm like, 
cool. Nope. All right. That's fine. Inner monologue. You can tell us what you're thinking. It's good. It's fine in this case. Back at the Joe Star Mansion, George is shown to be sick in bed. At first, it was thought to be a common cold, but it seems to be getting worse. George congratulates them on the rugby victory and is very proud of his two sons. That night, Jonathan, Jonathan is testing out the stone math by, mask by putting a drop of his blood on it. Just like what happened seven years ago, tentacles sprout from the mask, but soon go back to normal. While looking through some books, Jonathan apparently accidentally drops a case, and inside is, a, is the letter from seven years ago that was sent to, from Dio's father, Dario, while on his deathbed. To his shock, Jonathan realizes that the symptoms that Dario is describing are the same ones that George has. Jonathan goes to Dio to confront him. I wrote, so daddy's going to die, I guess. Um, he tells Dio to pursue your ambitions. And I'm all like, uh, you sure about that? <laughs> um, there's that mask again. Um, Dio's a murderer of a peep of, of an actual person this time, not a dog. <clears throat> Jojo comes out to confront Dio. I thought without proof, which Dio points out. And I'm like, I thought you said the letter made everything clear. <laughs> Just made him suspicious, I suppose. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't, it's all good. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Had waving away. <laughs> so Jonathan learns that Dio killed Dario. Dio's father is trying to use the same poison to kill George. Dio denies his claim, but Jonathan says that he plans to investigate the medicine to see if it's legit. Dio tries to make Jonathan return the medicine to Trey, but he refuses. However, Jonathan says that Dio swears his innocence and on his father's honor, he will return the medicine and never speak of it again. I thought this would be an out because all you had to do is say, well, like I spit on his grave earlier, so sure, I'll swear on his honor. Nope. But apparently, <laughs> Dio refuses and says that um, uh, he, what was the line? He was like, I can't swear on his honor because he had no honor. I'm like, doesn't that mean that you could and lie and be okay? <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. The thought of Dario, uh, uh, the thought of Dario causes Dio to hit Jonathan. I wrote about this. Apparently, uh, where is it? Uh, yes. Uh, apparently, JoJo's jaw is made of adamantium. Yes. <laughs> because he doesn't even move. He's so uh, however, the years have passed and Jonathan is much stronger now. Yes, there we go. Jonathan grabs hold of Dio and throws him from the second story of the house to the first off the stairs. Uh, Jonathan knows that they will uh, that they will never were friends and says he'll make sure to get the medicine analyzed and send Dio to jail. Dio knows it will take Jonathan at least three days to find proof of the poison and says that he'll have to finish off Jonathan before then. Yes, yes, he did. And let's see here. What else we got? Uh, Jonathan goes to his father and says that he'll be going to London for two or three days, asking to allow these doctors he brought to take care of him. He also tells George not to accept any medicine from anyone other than the doctors. George decides to follow what Jonathan is saying, trusting his son. Jonathan leaves for London and promises that he'll protect his father. In the Joe Star Mansion, Dio reads the notes that Jonathan had written about the stone mask in his research. He decides to kill Jonathan by putting the mask on Jonathan and letting the tentacles of the mask kill him. By doing this, no one would suspect Dio of killing Jonathan. Uh, what did I write about this? I, for some weird reason, do not think the mask will kill Jojo. <laughs> um, you know what? 
Yeah, we'll let this unfold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some strange reason I don't, I can't quite put my finger on it. <clears throat> and and Dio uh, says some things about I think blaming his dad, but yeah, that's totally a cop out, dude. Own your shit. Yep. Um. <coughs> Let's see. In London, the carri- carriage that is Kenneth and carrying Jonathan stops and the driver says they won't go any further due to the danger of the area they are in, Ogre Street. Before that, he talks about he has the poison like analyzed or whatever, and um, he says that it's a po- poison from the Orient, to which I wrote, poison from the Orient, you fiend. Uh, it was it was a different time then. Man. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> you, if you called it the Orient now, I think people might complain. Yep, <laughs> might complain. <laughs> might. So Ogre Street, which, of course, that's what it's called. Yep. Jonathan decides to continue on alone, even if it costs him his right hand. Foreshadowing somehow. When hearing that Jonathan isn't Ogre Street, Dio is determined that Jonathan is either dying or dead, and he won't have him. He won't have to kill him after all. Jonathan sees the danger of Ogre Street when he sees a cat eating a puppy. I flag this right, right off, the, right, right off the bat. And I wrote, "Ogre stance." I wrote a cat eating a puppy. This is so amazing, but I can't help but think that there might be a better way to showcase the toughness of a neighborhood. Um, so you'll, you'll, you'll slowly start to see, um, and it's one of those funny things that you'll, you'll notice. Also, the guy doesn't like dogs, apparently. Oh yeah, no, a Rocky just Writer. not, apparently just doesn't love dogs. <laughs> I'm right with him. But anyway, continue your thought. Yep. No, like, um, if you, you'll, like, you'll, again, you'll notice, um, and this is for a viewer that, like, actually decide to watch this, like, if you love dogs, and you see a dog on the show, don't get attached to it. Because the horrific things that these poor, poor animals go through in the show is just, it's crazy, and it's really sad. But at the same time, you're just like, like, you see a dog, and you're kind of just desensitized after, like, a season or two. You're just like, yeah, no, I am not going to get attacked this dog. <laughs> this dog will die. I'm fine with that because I'm dead inside, so it's, it's so it's Fair. okay. Uh, um, no, I, as long as he doesn't harm cats, I'm, it's all good. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> Don't tell me that. No, no, no. I not say harm cats. It's just there's some obvious favoritism. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> for people that have watched the show and watched part four, you'll know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Fantastic. So after that, three men come in with the intention of killing Jonathan, but he's determined, and he grabs a knife with his hand, a sense that he doesn't care what happens to him as long as he can save his father. Of the three men, a Chinese man. Att- he was Chinese. Okay. Yes. The Chinese man attacks Jonathan. However, Jonathan is easily able to beat him with one hit and then asks him to the, the location of the store that sells the oriental poison. Not just a store, but an apothecary. Because they say that word multiple times. <laughs> just so you can you keep realizing what time frame they're yep. centered in. It's an apothecary. As Jonathan drops the knife to the ground, the last of the three men rush towards him with killing intent. The man's bowler that begins to it begins to spin, uh, bowler hat begins to spin, and is revealed as a spinning blade hat. I also immediately flag this. 
That blade hat is fantastic. I would also, uh, to quote you, it is is dope. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes, that blade that blade hat is amazing. I loved it. I'm like, I want one. Are you, and it, is that is that like so you can be odd job for? <laughs> nice. Or, nice uh, reference. Yep. Yep. Uh, I think this is where we meet like one of the best characters. Nice. John Jonathan is forced to move into defensive stance as the man prepares to launch his hat. Thinking quickly, Jonathan kicks the knife he had dropped earlier and sends it flying towards opponent. The man is easily able to dodge the knife and falls with throwing his hat. He succeeds at cutting deep into Jonathan's, Jonathan's arm. Jonathan does not flinch, however, and the man is completely caught off guard. I wrote, "'Tis just a flesh wound." <laughs> Again, just a, a wall of meat. <laughs> yeah, he's a wall of meat, like and and like no pain, nothing hurts him. <clears throat> he, he was caught off guard, taking a kick to the face. Um, which they totally undersell because as the guy is floating again, this is another anime trope. He's floating to the ground on his way. <coughs> I'm not sure that my first thought in med air on the ground after being kicked no less is to think about the other guy's resolve yep. <laughs> but, hey i'd probably be thinking about how my head's gonna hit that cement but what do i know Listen, what do i know <laughs> <clears throat> having defeated all three men jonathan is suddenly surrounded by a mob of thugs who proceed to attack him the same man who jonathan had defeated earlier tells the mob to not harm him he introduces himself as Speedwagon, which I also apparently missed, and asks Jonathan why he did not use all his power into the kick that sent him flying. Jonathan claims that he is simply looking for a way to help his father and figures Speedwagon must too have a family that cares for him. Amused by Jonathan's naivete, as well as his nobility, Speedwagon offers to take Jonathan to the Oriental shop. It's an apothecary summary. Um, Jojo, a gentleman and a dick. <laughs> So, wait, did you, sorry, uh, so you mentioned that like um, you completely like you missed the bit where uh, they they actually um, like like where he refers to himself as like Robert EO Speedwagon. Like, oh my god, does he really? Like, yes, yes. So, like, so in the again, this is this is what I. This must be the Japanese thing, and it must got yeah. lost in translation. Yeah. Huh? So, like, it, it's not it's not so much lost in translation. It's more like they're scared of copyright strikes, right? Because they, like, uh, I they see. Can't, they can't like if they do it in English and like directly say Robert E O Speedwagon. <laughs> <laughs> Like REO Speedwagon, that's fantastic. No, it's great. Like, um, it, it's so great. Things where it's like when I was first watching this, because <clears throat> like I didn't know who Dio, like I didn't know that Dio was a band before watching this show. And then, um, as I went on, like you get to this, you get to like this. Episode. I know, I know, man. Kisk, kisk, my friend. I'm not old right. Old I know dude. you're 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 not as old as me. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, like it's it's one of those things where second episode in, and I'm just like, did he just say speed wagon? Wait, hold on, like, and you go back, and it's like his name is Robert E. O. Speedwagon. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing, right? I'm so glad you made me watch the show. That's so amazing. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, um, uh, this whole scene to action movie trope this time, not anime trope. Mm -hmm. I like the way you fight and respect you now. So instead of trying to kill you, 
I'm going to help you. I'm gonna befriend you. Yeah, <laughs> now we're friends. We really tried to mug you moments yes. earlier. Mm-hmm. Yep, makes sense. Back at the port city outside Joe Star Mansion, Dio's distressed by suspicious uh, suspicions towards Jonathan. He is worried Jonathan may have found a medicine that would be able to cure his father. Because of this, Dio had taken up drinking and curses himself, doing the same thing his father did. I also immediately flagged this because he was drinking whiskey. He was drinking Cronenberg whiskey, which also had the uh, the words dead zone on the label. I wrote nice. <laughs> yep. You'll, that's some good stuff. You'll see those sprinkled throughout. That's 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 good stuff. <coughs> he eventually bumps in. Uh, they sort of gloss over here, but they go back to the mansion where uh, um, George is talking about. He he was talking to one of the doctors or his butlers or something where he's like, "I wonder if I've been too hard on Jojo." I'm like, "You think?" Can. <laughs> Also, I, I I wrote about about Dio when he's uh, you know uh, walking around drinking the whiskey. What the actual fuck is Dio wearing? <laughs> like, um, I don't think that's appropriate for any time period. I have no idea what that thing is. <laughs> well, hold on. Like, oh, I forgot what he, what he wore in that episode. It looked like he had. Uh, so it was this blue kind of trench coat dealy thing. I think it had kind of. Um, sort of golden clasps on it but the thing that really threw me off it looked like white like wings on the top oh yeah i'm like what the actual fuck is this listen man it's called high fashion okay (laughs) i i guess he was dio was a man ahead of his time i suppose (laughs) Uh, wow. I mean, it's 1888, not like 1988, but all right. Okay. <laughs> um, I have another comment about the whiskey. It's only aged 12 years. I thought you had money, man. Come on. <laughs> yes. So Dio eventually bumps into a couple of hardy men on the street. This is in the summary. I wouldn't call them hardy, I guess. They're just rough looking. And they proceed to taunt him for being out so late at night. Dio swings his bottle of booze and smashes it into one of the men's faces. Which I would say is a waste of good whiskey, but I've already established that that is not good whiskey, so I'm totally fine with it. The other man retaliates and pulls out a knife to attack. Dio decides this would be a good time to test out his plan for killing Jonathan. Dio brings out the stone mask and places it on the man with the knife. He then grabs the man's hand and forces him to stab his partner in the neck. A bright light suddenly burst forth from the stone mask. I have, yes, let's see what this mask can do. Do they, do, do, do they fully, does, is that where the episode cuts off or no? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. There's like, he just says out loud, let's see what this mask can do. I'm like, yes, let's. The stone mask begins to shine as tentacles sprout forth from it and impales and impale themselves into his head. The man falls down a moment later and the light completely disappears. Jonathan's research had apparently been wrong since the man had not morphed and appeared to be quite dead. Upon walking away, however, the man gets up and attacks Dio from behind. Never, ever turn your back on a creepy mask. Yep. Also, and this is where you're talking about something... Um, 
sort of foreboding this way comes. Uh-oh, big font again. That can only mean trouble. Yep. Always. Every single time. <laughs> yep. Dio manages to pull out his knife and dodge the man's strike whilst managing to cut his assailant's hand in half. The momentum behind the attack forces the man's fist into a wall of a nearby building instead, causing a large crater to form around where his fist struck. Dio's amazed at how much power the man has, as well as the fact that he doesn't seem to feel any pain from his injured hand via via monologue. I think it's just out loud, maybe not inner. The man's aging process had seemed to reverse as well as his physical appearance uh, diverted back to his age no more than 25. He grabs Dio by the throat and begins sucking blood from him, which I thought was an interesting way how he did it. He didn't bite him. He just inserted his fingers into his veins and started yeah. sucking the blood out. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, via tentacles from his fingers. But just before Dio falls unconscious from blood loss, the sun appears over the horizon but the man and the man is disintegrated. I wrote... Dio even hates the sun. He's so evil. And then the sun saves him. And then I wrote, so vampires then? Yeah, so if, <laughs> I bet you didn't see that one coming. Yeah, no, that, that that mask with that reacts to blood like had not clued me in in any way. <laughs> and then Dio arrives home only to find Jonathan waiting for him. Jojo's got proof now. To be continued, because of course. <laughs> Cue roundabout. Indeed. And then I wrote again, really digging that end credits music. It's so And then a couple of final uh, points I had. The show is so weird, but I mean, I'm rewatching Farscape now, so. Yep. so that show was ridiculously weird. Pretty bizarre. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yep. One, one might say it's a bizarre adventure almost. Oh, dang. Oh, that's right. I went there. First impressions. It's fun. It's very anime. Yes. 100%. <laughs> that's that. The, the, so those, those basically were my notes about that. As I stated at the beginning of the podcast, I had a lot of fun with this. Like, I absolutely, I mean, it, it doesn't take like, if you've watched any kind of, if you watched an anime before, before you kind of know what you're in for. If you watched a horror movie before, I mean, like Creepy Mask reacts to blood. Of course, it's going to be vampires. Um, but I'm interested to see where it goes from here because at the beginning, like the opening credits uh, on the second episode, I noticed that uh, Dio's like sitting there holding the mask, like sitting on a throne kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So I'm uh, eager to see how he um uses to mask the mask to further his ambition oh to, yeah uh, so, capture the fortune right if you so it, that's really where the hook is to me mm-hmm. like um and you are off to a great start like i think um not a lot of people kind of like pay attention to the openings for for a lot of animes but like this one really clues in like it gives you a really solid idea of what's to come down the road Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if they do it for this season or the next one in that, uh, in that fact, but like, I think in the third season really start to pay attention to like each opening, like don't skip mm. it. And I'm not saying that okay. like they're like, I'm not just saying that because like, not only are they good like openings, which they are, I, I really like, I feel bad when I skip like a jojo opening and just go straight to the episode like i will always like nine times out of ten i will always listen but like 
this is one of those things where it's like because so much happens and like mm-hmm. so much is like flashing by in like that minute and a half in that opening like really pay attention to what happens because it definitely clues you into what's going to go on what's happening yeah and like what's yeah. going to go on later down the road like to the point where like there's no spoilers you it just pulls you in because like you said you see dio holding the mask sitting in a throne you want to know how he gets to that point and like yeah what's yeah happen. and that's the really and like that's what they do every single time and um there's this really cool thing where they actually do, um, they actually kind of subvert your expectations for the opening the seasons down the road and they do an awesome job of it. It's like, you'll watch it and then something happens that you didn't expect. You're just like, wait, am I, is my computer broken? Or it's like, is my TV broken? But like, no, this is the opening this is what <laughs> doing because of the story that's unfolding at that point in the season. It's so good. <laughs> yeah um a oh, big take yeah. for everybody definitely listen to like watch the openings yep they foreshadow a lot but they, they do and that's part i my i um before i get into like uh, uh some more reasons why i like it um i've noticed you mentioned <clears throat> the openings and stuff i'm noticing that as a good trend across anime it's the same, uh, this one in particular, but like Cowboy Bebop is just that uh, opening theme is just amazing. So memorable. And like, if you, if you, if you ever skip it, you're, you're like, I, I, I don't think you have like a soul. Feelings. <laughs> yes. If I believed in one, but like feelings of any type, because it is, it is amazing. And like Attack on Titan, like they do a little bit of foreshadowing in those too. And um, they also change up the music partway through season one and then for season two, seasons two and three. And each time it's like, uh, like this epic kind of, at first it's like this epic metal song and then it's like this epic kind of anthem metal song. And then it's like this rock ballad, Mm -hmm. but it's really also really, really good. And um, they they tell you like for example I just finished like uh, season three, and of Attack on Titan and it's basically you watch so like the the intro of the first season I'm like oh okay so this season's about like the past and how the characters are going to deal with it okay like I get that from the opening <laughs> like <laughs> like song and and um, flashes as they do it and sure enough like they get to all that like as the season progresses so. Yeah. I'm noticing that as a good trend across anime, which is, which is, yeah, delightful. Yeah. So, like, I always, like, oh, man, like, what was the, the opening for this one? I think it's, oh, I can't remember. Um, I always, I always find it fun, or I always find it, like, interesting, like, how openings for, like, certain, like, battle anime, like, um, Attack on Titan, like, I well, not really Attack on Titan, but, like, let's say, like, Dragon Ball Z, or, um, like, Naruto, or One Piece, and, like, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Like, they're all, like, I always find when, like, looking at Dragon Ball Z, I, you think of that as, like, the quintessential fighter anime, and, like, the opening for that one's always, like, so, like, like, how do I, how do I describe it? Like, if Heavy Punch, if, it, like, if, 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 like, punching was, like, a song... That's what the opening. <laughs> is. 
But for this one, like, you don't know what you're in for if you're li- if you're listening to the opening on its own. Mm-hmm. You're, you're watching this thing, you're just like, what the hell am I watching, right? Yes, I, I did wonder that. <laughs> <laughs> what am I watching here exactly? And then you're in, like, you're going on, in, like, so you finally dip into, like, the first couple episodes of season one of JoJo's, and you're just like, wait, so we're, we're going to follow this guy named Joseph... And his evil ass stepbrother Jojo, or no, not Jojo, for Dio, Dio, just like to prevent him from like taking his family's money. But then episode two, you're just like, wait, vampires? What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is a story of sibling rivalry. Is it vampires yeah. and vampires and and vampires? Yep. Oh. Yeah, the the things that I that I liked. Um, the as I said, the opening credits, the en- and the ending credits, the music, uh, I love, and uh, all the and now that you've also explained to me like the the names of uh, the characters being, mm-hmm. uh, um, like eighties like hard rock metal bands, I'm like that's that's amazing, <laughs> uh, and the little references sprinkled throughout, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, uh, but as i said too like the 24 minutes super digestible you could burn through a whole bunch in in a short period of time but it's a tight 24 minutes too like they do not i find some other animes and i found this with attack on titan and it's especially egregious with dragon ball z how they take like 27 episodes for one fight yep in dragon ball z i found attack on titan in season one they cleaned that up in the other seasons because they had less episodes but in season one in particular it took them forever to get um through that opening battle i'm like can we get moving please and they were like that and i'm not and they were like i won't say that like jojo is immune to that like but like where the difference is between like a fight in Daniel uh, Z in the fight in JoJo's is that there's something always happening in the fight, you know, like they're actually fighting. They're actually they're just talking to each other. What? They're not just talking to each other. hundred no, percent. And like there is some of that, but at the same time, like a lot of it is Jonathan trying to like find ways to outsmart or like outwit his uh like his opponents and stuff. Whereas like in Dragon Ball mm. it's literally like screaming into the sky for like five minutes. Yeah, and then punching and then launching, yeah, and then, like, and then I don't like, know, Padukins or whatever. Cut to, like, Master Roshi or something like that, then, like, jump cut back to Goku yelling into the sky for a bit. Yeah, it's like, that's... And then somebody somebody goes Super Saiyan at some point. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, it's a good first couple of episodes. Like, it was, a, like I said, it was a tight 24 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, it, they did not dick around. They're like, okay, here's, uh, here's the beginning, like... Like uh, Dio's dad's like a piece of garbage. Yeah. Um, here's how, but he, yeah, like he like manages to worm his kid way, his kid's way into like a rich guy's home. Then sibling rivalry, they hate each other. Okay, cool, I'm down. Oh, that mask. Oh shit. And then in the second one, it's like, okay, seven years later, they're both grown up. They still hate hate each other. Uh, Dio's trying to murder his dad to get his fortune. Yep. Um, and then um, they establish like Jonathan being tough and you know a good fighter now. And then uh, um, Dio as being like devious and just a bastard. 
and then mass goes on guy vampires and you're like okay i'm uh, yeah like i'm in i'm down all right cool i know like exactly like in two up in like 48 minutes you have established like the core characters um who you're like who you're kind of supposed to cheer for although (laughs) dio is pretty cool and uh, <laughs> the dog in the oven. I need to, right. I need to know this right now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So God. he, <laughs> the, the, you establish all the players and you, uh, you set up like what, you know, what their characters are like. Like one is, I, I would almost put one as like neutral evil and the other is chaotic good. <laughs> Yeah, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think it, I, yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's yeah. Fair. So uh, for any of those D and D players out there, but yeah, they they establish all that, and you know you're going to get vampires. It's just a matter of like, how is Dio? Because you know Dio is going to use this information to his advantage somehow mm-hmm. to further his own agenda because you know he's only he's only he's out for himself but um how he does it and then how jonathan combats him and does jonathan turn into like simon belmont like i don't know but i'm super interested to find out i just i'm like biting my tongue right now (laughs) (laughs) i know right but yeah no it it it, it was a good like i said it's a good first couple episodes Mm -hmm. to hook you in let you know what everything what everything's about do a whole bunch of weird shit so that you know what you're in for and then say like does this interest you if so keep like to be continued come back for more and that's it's it's nice he like uh he gets how to he definitely gets how to like hook you in with the first couple so yeah no i i enjoyed it i'll definitely come back to it i'll probably enjoyed it because like again it's um jojo's can be a hit or miss for some people um like part of it is due to like I think the absurd, <laughs> this the absurd content of it all. Like some, oh totally. Like we'll watch this and be like, oh, is this like a slice of life thing where it's like two step, like two brothers, like outweigh? No, <laughs> no, it's vampires. And it's like what? Okay, um, and like some people don't like that. And I think another part of it is just, um, this was heavily influenced. Because this was, like, the actual manga itself, I think, was written back in the 80s. And it was heavily, heavily influenced by, like, the action movies that were made at the time. So that's why you have, like, giant, beefy men. (laughs) Walking muscles, yes. With, like, tires as shoulders. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, they're, they're so huge. Yeah, like head the rest muscle <laughs> that's it i was like of course that blade going into his arm didn't hurt him he is oh, literally all muscle sorry another another one of like the quirky things for jojo's is that like it's not a jojo you wait you know the 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 character is not like a true jojo unless they spill like an insane amount of blood from their body and yep. still come out of the fight relatively okay <laughs> <laughs> Like, yep. like the amount, like the, the more you watch, the more this will become like more like prevalent where you're just going like, you should have died due to blood loss. How are you still standing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, like, but, but again, like it's, um, I think another, another buddy of mine, like, uh, earlier today, like was discussing, um, like watching Jojo's for the first time. And, <clears throat> um, 
so like I was like like he 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 didn't have the same exact experience like you and I did with like the first two seasons watching it for the first time. Like I was thoroughly entertained. Like yeah. I, I knew I kind of had a relative idea of what I was going in, what I was in for, and like I wasn't disappointed. That's why I kept sticking with it. But for somebody that's kind of going in blind, it's yeah. uh, again it's a hit or miss. And I think for one of my buddies, it wasn't really. They they were telling me how they were enjoying it, but then there comes a point later down the road within like the next season, like within, I think like within the next season or so, like we're kind of like, it didn't hook him in as much, but okay, it's one of those shows that you absolutely just need to stick with because it, it 100% evolves over time. Um, and it rewards you. I like that. That's nice. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, because again, it's they the later seasons, they harken back to like events that oh, I love that from prior seasons. Cause like this show is about the Joe star family line. Um, and they, and they hold true to that. And like, um, characters will return. They'll make like references to like events that happened before. And, um, like I think with part three, cause right now, you haven't really gotten to like um, the actual like fighting styles yet. I don't think. Yeah. Cause we're only two episodes in, mm-hmm. um, but just know that like, and I don't know if you'll feel this like come season two or not. I kind of felt it during season two, but then stuck with it, went to season three and I was like, let's go. I am ready. <laughs> let's, let's heck and go boys. Like it is like ever since I made that decision to kind of just stick with it, it like, this has become one of my favorite animes of all time, just because it's like, it's Mm, for sticking through it. And then you kind of get this really awesome evolution and like maturity within like the writing itself too. So. Excellent. Okay. Well, yeah, that sounds, yeah. Like I like when shows do that reward you for, um, that's why I like Babylon five so much. Cause by the time you get to season three, four, and five, you're very much rewarded. Mm. Um, and they reference like things that happen in season four, like reference stuff that happens back in season two. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I always like that. I will say though, I could see why someone would not like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to be open to weird. Yes. Um, like I said, I've been watching Farscape where they have done a Looney Tunes animated episode. They have done episodes where, um, they trap Crichton in like a simulation and it's the like one of the main characters uh, who he has like um, a confrontational kind of relationship with. Um, uh, he gets made into a, a cop in this in this like simulated world, but he ends up. Like basically, so it's really hard to explain, but this, he ends up as a cop, but like he, as a parody, I guess, on kind of Cagney and Lacey ends up in like women's pants and high heeled shoes, like arresting him. It's freaking weird. So like my, my brain has already been prepared for weirdness because <laughs> Farscape is strange. It is a strange show. There's definitely um, sci-fi shows I couldn't really get into like growing up it's it's not for everyone i will say but uh if you like weird then yeah i mean uh so this is my second time i, I will do a future uh solo episode on farscape once i once i finished it i'm halfway through season four now and so i got half of season four and then the peacekeeper wars but like i was saying like i can see why people would 
watch this and say this is dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, like I said, you have to be open to weird. Mm-hmm. I would, if I was getting into anime, I would not start with this. Oh, 100%, though. Like, <laughs> like I said, like start with Cowboy Bebop, the oh. gateway drug. Yeah. <laughs> um, because that is contemporary. It's like basically a noir set, almost kind of noirish, set in future. It just happens to be set in the future, and then the characters are really interesting. But kind of start there and go. But like, yeah, you, you, I think you would get turned off of anime potentially if you started with this one. Mm-hmm. But I was thoroughly entertained, and I will keep going. Um, and I'll probably, I think we'll try to keep doing uh these reviews here um on the podcast because i i think this went fairly well i know i had a good time like taking it apart making notes so I had a good good time going back into the series like i'm already on i think i'm reading part is it part six yeah i'm reading part six just because um right now um we're the they just finished part five which is like golden gold uh gold golden wind i think yeah okay um and we're right now i think uh stone ocean so it's like as as i'm waiting for the actual like anime adaptation of stone ocean like come out and like i'm kind of just reading the anime like the manga at this point yeah fair enough but um but yeah no like i i i i'd totally be down to kind of like walk <laughs> to like start this journey with you, <laughs> um, I will hold your hand and walk you through the advent, the walk you through the experience that is JoJo's uh, bizarre adventure really <laughs> in weird, multicolor like. Oh god, I don't even know how to describe it again. Giant it, Japanese font everywhere. Yeah, I, think, <laughs> I think like when you actually translate, I think it actually translates to menacing. I think that's what. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me because again every time that it comes up it's either like somebody's getting hit with a punch or like like literally right before the guy with the mask on rises up and yeah. and um comes at deal from behind so it's like it wouldn't surprise me if that's what it meant they they they, uh, they definitely use it a lot i always find but it's still it's one of those things where it's like it's it's a jojo thing you know i don't know yeah but it's like it's but it's not like that's outside the realm of mm. of an like an anime experience, right? Mm. I mean, if you've ever watched an anime or anything anime adjacent, like uh, the Teen Titans series from uh, the early two thousands, no. Okay, so like that is anime kind of adjacent, I would say, where the animation, so like the theme song sometimes is actually sang in Japanese, mm-hmm. and it's like a Japanese band who sings it. Mm-hmm. and um they do an english version as well but uh a lot of the animations like the 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 big faces or like the giant eyes with like a tear coming down from them, they get hurt yep. you know stuff like that it's like very stylistic like it's it's that kind of style so if you've ever watched anything even anime adjacent i would say like you probably it's not outside the realm of your 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 experience i don't think because, like I said, this thing is very anime. It's very anime. Which is a good thing or a bad thing, depending on, on, on how you approach it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But, like I said, I'm already, I've already kind of gotten into, into this a little bit. So, we'll have to see how it develops as, as I go forward. So, oh. do you have any uh, final thoughts before we wrap this thing up? Um, 
like, uh, just to kind of go back to, like, uh, the first two episodes again, it's, a lot happens. <laughs> <laughs> Tons. Like, like, Tons I never, happens. I never really truly grasped how much happens in the first two episodes, like, until I had to, like, rewatch this. And I'm just going, holy crap. Like, they really just kind of go in, they really just jump into being like, Dio is an asshole. That's all you need to, know. like, puts the dog. Super evil. <laughs> like, everybody's horrible, including Jonathan, to an extent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, like it's good. And, and, again, I'm really happy that you're enjoying it, because I've waited for so long. <laughs> I've waited for so long. Because, like, uh, a lot of my friends, like, only know of the show through memes. <laughs> and it's nice. like, no, it's not enough. You need to experience this with me. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm I, I, I'm I'm in. I'm along for the ride. So Wait. Yeah. Gonna... All right. So, with all that said, thanks for joining us this week. Please like, comment, subscribe if you're able. Rate the podcast wherever you listen. Or if there's something you really want to talk about, email me at conferculture at gmail.com. That's C-O-N-F-E-R-C-U-L-T-U-R-E at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Chris. And I'm Mike. And this has been Confer Culture. Confer Culture.